Pavey Resinen is a Finnish member of parliament who was prosecuted for hate speech for posting a Bible verse in 2019. That Bible verse came from Romans 1, which condemned homosexuality. She has been in a legal battle over the past few years fighting for her right to say what she thinks, to articulate what she believes. And she is here with us today. Her testimony, her strength, her courage is so amazing. It's going to be so edifying to you. And Kristen Wagner from Alliance Defending Freedom is also here to explain the legal battle and to tell us some lessons that we as Americans can take away from this case in Finland. So without further ado, here are Ms. Resonen and Kristen Wagner. Miss Resonant and Kristen, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, Miss Resonant, I have wanted to talk to you for a long time now because I admire your courage so much. Would you mind taking us back to the beginning? Why were you in trouble with the law in Finland? Yes, this is a long process. It started. Uh, almost five years ago. Uh, in uh, June 2019, uh, I was shocked when I heard that uh, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland, the main church in, in Finland and my church, uh, it uh, decided uh, to support the Helsinki Pride event. Mm. And I was worried that this decision uh, would um, um, effect on the trust on the Bible mm-hmm. because it is in contradiction of, of the teachings of the Bible. And then I decided to uh, update uh, to my Twitter uh, and ask the question of the, for the leadership of, of my church that how does this fit uh, this decision uh, right. to what what Bible teaches, and after that, uh, some citizen made a criminal complaint about this Twitter update, and police started to investigate this. And when it came to public, then there became more and more criminal complaints, and there were altogether three uh, cases. One pamphlet that I had written already over 20 years ago, and then there was a radio show. So this was the beginning of, of this, this case. And in fact, the Twitter update, there was um, a photo from the Bible, from the first chapter of Romans, where Apostle Paul teaches about uh, the same-sex uh, uh, relationships and uh, my question was that how does this fit uh, to the uh, support to the Pride event? Yes. So your original tweet, because Twitter will translate it for me, um, said exactly that. So the church, as you said, has announced that he is the official partner of this Pride parade, pride celebration. How does the doctrine of the church fit in with the fact that shame and sin are raised as a matter 
of pride. And I don't know if that's an exact translation, but of course, your point um, is very clear. So uh, let's see, you were formally charged with agitation against a minority group in 2021 under a section of the Finnish Criminal Code titled War Crimes and Crimes Against Humanity for sharing your beliefs on marriage and sexual ethics in your 2019 tweet, as well as the 2019 live radio debate and 2004 church pamphlet. Were you stunned by this as all of this was unfolding in your life? Yes, it, it was a big su- surprise for me. I, I could never have believed that this could happen in Finland. I have been uh, almost 30 years uh, in uh, public life. I have been uh, in, in public service as an MP, member of parliament in Finland. And I have been all, all the time, I have been open about my uh, Christian uh, convictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, about my faith and uh, my views have not changed but uh, and I have also uh, spoken publicly about these issues before uh, and in in Finland we we have uh, freedom of speech and freedom of faith in our constitution and we have long roots in Christian uh, life in 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 Finland so I have to say that it was really a surprise to me uh, that uh, I, I, I was then sitting in the police station, interrogated about my beliefs. The police was asking me that, what do you mean by the word of sin and, and shame? And, oh and, uh, <laughs> and uh, what is the uh, meaning of the... Uh, Romans first chapter and and all the book of the Romans <laughs> so very theological issues very theological questions and this happens in Finland so it was stunning yes wow so asking you theological questions as you mentioned you had posted Romans 1 24 through 26 which is very clear. Therefore, God gave them over to in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. Now, I understand why this is a controversial verse for people who do not believe the same things that you and I do, but I fail to understand what interest the state has in policing not just what you say, but it sounds like your theological beliefs. This sounds like the thought police. They cared about the views that you hold in your mind and heart, not only the things that you were saying, which is very scary. Yes. And in fact, when, when the police investigated this case, the police said that if my writings and if my views would be uh, convicted, then also the Bibles should be banned. Yeah, right. So it, it is, I, I, I have to say that it was, it, it has been very absurd that this happens in, in Finland. Uh, I, I felt uh, when, when I was sitting there in the police station or in, in court uh, that 
this is like in in former Soviet Union or yes. in, in in some some other country. But uh, I I understand that in in Finland uh, and in 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 most European countries there are uh, there are laws that uh, deal about um, agitation against minorities, some kind of hate speech laws, even though that we do not have that special word hate speech in our our law. But we have the law about agitation against uh, minorities. And I was accused because of that law. And now I, I think that the prosecutor and the state tries to uh, see that what are the boundaries of of uh, free speech and uh, and uh, and rights of of uh, minorities so this is some kind of uh, of uh, historical test in in finland and i i think that it has also ramifications consequences to other european countries which have similar uh, laws Right. So it is very important that what what is uh, the result of of this legal process? Right, hate speech laws are famously arbitrary. They're subjective. They are based on the whims and the perspectives of the people in charge, which is of course why in America and in other places we have something like the First Amendment that says this is. A right that cannot be taken away, should not be taken away by the government, even if something is deemed hateful. And so, like you said, you can see the consequences of a case like yours um, impacting other countries, setting a precedent for what you can be charged with, even just for quoting the Bible and asking a question. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our first sponsor for the day, and that is Every Life. This is the only pro-life diaper company. Now, you might be thinking, well, shouldn't all diaper companies be pro-life and pro-baby? Unfortunately not. Some of those major diaper companies actually pay for their employees to travel to get abortions. It's just tragic. And so we want to make sure that as much as we can, our money is uh, supporting companies that align with our values and that are defending life. And so that's why Every Life Diaper Company was founded. They wanted to ensure that they could provide high quality diapers um, while also defending the little lives that one day will be wearing these diapers. It makes sense, right? They've got 12-hour leak protection so you and your baby can sleep better at night. Plus, they are premium diapers, great ingredients, and so you can just feel good all around. Visit everylife.com today. Use promo code ALLY10 to enjoy 10%, a 10% discount on your first order. Everylife.com. Use code ALLY10 for 10% off. Everylife.com. Code ALLY10. Now, I'm interested. Yes. You said that you have been a member of parliament since 1995. Okay, that's a long time. You have been outspoken about your Christian beliefs this entire time. And yet only in the past few years have you gotten the kind of backlash that you have gotten. I don't know that much about Finland's politics and kind of the moral landscape there. 
in your estimation, what has changed over the past, you know, 10 or so years that has made speech like yours so condemnable to the government in Finland? Yes, I, I, I think that there has happened a, quite a big change in general atmosphere towards Christianity and, and Christian beliefs. Uh, we have some research about, uh, about these beliefs, and we can see that during uh, 20, past 20 years, uh, uh, the um, uh, amount of, of uh, those who, uh, do, who stand uh, behind Christian beliefs, it has decreased a lot. And I would say that um, the, our society and also the main church uh, of, of Finland, it is, it is very divided mm -hmm. in, in regard of, of uh, these beliefs. And the LGBT network has been very active in, in Finnish society as, as in, in uh, most European countries. And uh, they, they have um, influenced in, in, in parliament and in, in our state and also to the office of, of prosecutor general. But uh, at the same time, uh, uh, I have to say that we have had these laws about agitation against minorities. We have had then decades. Uh, uh, there has happened uh, some some kind of uh, change uh, in in our law in 2010, but after that, uh, no changes. <laughs> so, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is difficult to say that why it is just in Finland that we have now this case. Yeah. But. At the same time, I, I, I'm very happy, <laughs> I'm grateful that this case has been in, in two courts. It has been in, in Helsinki District Court and then after that in, in the Court of Appeals. And I have uh, these um, judges have been acquitted clearly <laughs> and unanimously by six judges. <laughs> So I'm very hopeful for the future. This is perhaps now going to the Supreme Court. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hopeful that I would win also there. Okay, next sponsor for the day is My Patriot Supply. It's an election year and there's always a surprise in election year that people who are in power globally and nationally uh, seem to like to surprise us in some way when uh, there are high stakes before an election. We don't know what's going to happen this year. A lot of people are predicting some kind of black swan event. Thankfully, God is sovereign through it all, so we don't need to be paranoid. But we should be prepared with an emergency food supply should things really hit the fan. It's just better to be safe than sorry. Go ahead, get an emergency 
food supply kit from My Patriot Supply. Buy one three-month kit for every person in your family. They're good for 30 years, so if you don't need it this year, you don't need it for the next 30 years. You can just keep it in your pantry or wherever, and it's good to go whenever you do need it. Sealed inside ultra-durable packaging, these delicious meals last up to 25 years. Sorry, I said 30 years. Um, excuse me, it's 25 years in storage and provide over 200 calories every day. Go to preparewithally.com. You'll get a discount when you do. Go to preparewithally.com. Were you told after you got in trouble for your tweet and they said, oh, you can post the Bible. It's your interpretation of it. That's wrong. Well, I mean, Romans 1 is extremely clear. There's no really other way to interpret Romans 1. That's all. And you didn't really even interpret it. You just asked a question. Were you ever told by authorities, hey, if you just delete it, if you recant, if you apologize and say that you don't believe this stuff anymore, this will all go away? Were you kind of given that option? Yes, that that is a very good question because I was interrogated by police altogether three times, My gosh. 13 hours altogether. And each time the police wow. asked in the end of the interrogation, he asked that uh, and, and said that I have two weeks time uh, to take away <laughs> uh, my, to delete my writings and uh, and apologize this, but I said that I I will not apologize what Apostle Paul has stated. Mm. So I I I stand behind these writings uh, yes. because it's, it is um, it is about my deep beliefs in the Bible and and. And I believe that it is the word of God. Right. It is. It is not only some some uh, opinions. It is. It is the word of God. And for me, it is a question about eternity. Yeah. <laughs> it is a question about believing in the gospel and and in in what what Jesus has done done for me and for all people. So yes. And then also uh, the prosecutor general, she, she gave uh, a uh, public statement in our main newspaper where she said that uh, it is okay to cite the Bible, but what is critical is that do you agree with it? So oh it would goodness. be okay to cite the Bible, but to disagree with it. <laughs> wow. So. Wow. Yes. That is, I mean, that's unbelievable, especially considering because you were charged with agitating a minority group, which I would read that and interpret that to mean violence in some way, threatening violence. And there are real people out there who threaten violence, who really are a threat to a person's safety. And yes. you were, but you were interrogated for 13 hours about posting a Bible verse. And they knew, I'm sure they knew even before they talked to you, but certainly throughout the interrogation, they knew that you're not a threat 
You're not threatening anyone. You're not going to commit any harm. You just hold a stance, a sincerely held religious belief that they don't agree with. And to them, they said that is so dangerous and so threatening that we need to interrogate you 13 times and try to what? Put you in prison? Was that the goal? Yes. Uh, the, <clears throat> the consequence could be jail, two years, which is the maximum punishment for this kind of crime. But uh, the prosecutor uh, was asking for a heavy fine, the heaviest fine that we have in our, our law. Uh, yes, th this was uh, about uh, about what what she is demanding, and of course the the most uh, dangerous consequence and the dangerous conviction is not not the fine or even not the jail, but it is the restriction to uh, the freedom. Uh, of, yes. of, of speech and, and freedom of expression because uh, if my booklet uh, would be banned, if, if, if it would be forbidden uh, to cite the Bible in public, uh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who has, uh, who has said this kind of uh, teachings of, of, about the Bible in, in public. There are thousands and thousands of similar writings in, 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 in Finland. <laughs> and uh, if uh, my writings would be banned, it would have consequences to the freedom of speech and freedom of faith for other people. And I, I, I want to emphasize that I all the time in my writings and in my speeches I have I have said that I I believe and and the Bible teaches that all people are equal uh, uh, all people are created in in the image of God and we all are also sinners I'm as sinner <laughs> as as mm -hmm. as other people and we are on the same line in front front of of the God, and and Jesus has died for uh, for all of us yes. and all our sins. So so we are equal, and and I do not accept any hate speech or any any uh, threatening or insulting of of homosexual people. And I have not uh, uh, had this kind of expressions. Right. Uh, so it is it is only about what what bible teaches about sin what i have said i have said that according to the bible uh, the sexual relationships uh, between uh, same sex couples they are against god's will they are they are sin in in front of him this is this is this is the main right. <laughs> main point and it was also in court uh, the prosecutor prosecutor the, the state prosecutor said that speaking about sin is uh, agitation it, it, it is agitation. incitement against against uh, homosexual people well that's ironic it's a little ironic because they are saying that you talking about sin is agitation, basically a form of terrorism, 
while they are basically accusing you of sinning, they are accusing you of committing the sin of saying that there is sin. And so really what they're saying is that we don't want you to say that homosexuality is sin. That's what they're saying. They want to be the ones to determine what sin is. You cannot say that there is a sin that that the state doesn't believe is sin. And your question, your tweet, which you did not delete, and I think that's amazing. It's still up right now. Um, You were asking a question to the church. You weren't even talking about the law. You were asking a question specifically to the church and its theological beliefs based on what God's word said. You didn't say anything about what the law should do, what the law should say, forcing people to believe what you believe, even forcing people to act in accordance to scripture. Like you didn't say anything about that. You were tweeting to a church and that still was not okay. Yes, and and my question, it was it was targeted uh, to the leadership of, of my church, to the bishops, not not to any minority. Uh, because I, I think that uh, the leadership of the church, the bishops, they are in charge of uh, of the doctrine of the church. That that it is uh, it is um, uh, what what Bible teaches, because uh, it is uh, in 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 fact in the um, law of the church, which is. Uh, also, um, um, in uh, has been uh, approved of of the parliament in 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 Finnish system. There it is said that uh, the the foundation of the church is the Bible. So I, I think that it was relevant right. <laughs> to target that question to the yeah. leadership of the church. Okay, so I already talked to you about your emergency food supply kit should you need it, but it is also better to be safe than sorry when it comes to medical supply, when it comes to medicine that you might need in an emergency situation. Say for whatever reason, you're not able to go through the normal means, doctor, prescription sent to the pharmacy, you pick it up, you just need an emergency stash of antibiotics for the most common infections, and you also need an emergency stash of the prescription that you and your family members rely on on a daily basis. You want a year supply of all of these things should you ever need it. Hopefully you never will, but again, it's better to have it than not to have it. That's why Jace Medical exists. Through their telemedicine process, you can get your emergency kit of all the medications that you do rely on and could rely on when it comes to antibiotics. So go to jacemedical.com, use Allie at checkout for a discount. That's jacemedical.com, code Allie. Before I go to Kristen and ask her a little bit about just the what the legal process has been, I'm just curious on a personal level to you, Ms. Resnan, because most people would have deleted the tweet. Honestly, most people would have said, you know what, fine, I will hold these beliefs, but I'll keep them private. I won't talk about it anymore because it's a big cost. You didn't know what was going to happen. You said that you were facing possibly two years in jail, a very hefty fine. Depending on a person's financial situation, that could possibly 
bankrupt them. This has affected your reputation. This has potentially, I don't know, but maybe affected your safety. It certainly could affect someone's safety and security, the safety, security, and opportunities for their family members. It's a really big deal to for the iron fist of the government to come down on you because of your religious beliefs and your agreement with the Bible. Most people would have counted the cost and said, no, thank you. I'm not going to delete the, or I am going to delete the tweet. Most people would have just done that and taken the easier way. I want to hear a little bit more. I know that you said it's because you believe this is the word of God and you're a Christian. And so it has authority. But like, I want to go back just a little bit further. Can you just tell me at least a summary of how you became a Christian and why, um, and why the word of God has such authority in your life? Yes. Uh, in fact, my my Christian life has started already from the childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in uh, my my father was working in prison, and and we lived in 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 uh, the village where where there was a prison, and and uh, there were also um, uh, there there was a Sunday school where where the workers of, of the prison, they were teaching about, about uh, Jesus to the children. And uh, I, I remember already when I was a very young child that I understood that, um, that I am as sinner as those men who were there in, in prison. And I'm in need of grace. And it, it was an enormous joy for me uh, to have uh, the understanding of the gospel that Jesus has died for me, and um, so I, I I remember I, I was a little child when I was praying that Jesus would enter to my life and forgive my sins, and and I I I. I'm so grateful that he has been faithful to me. Of course, I have had also, for example, when I was a teenager, I had some uh, some crisis in in my my uh, my life and and in my belief in 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 Jesus. But mm-hmm. but um, yes, he has been faithful, and it has been very important for me. Uh, that I, I have felt that God speaks uh, through the Bible. <laughs> it is the word of God and, and he has guided me and, and it is the basis for, it is the foundation for also when I think about the eternity, the life um, uh, after, after the death. <laughs> and so it has been so, um, important for me. And I, I have to say that all this um, um, legal process, this ordeal for for this almost five years, I have felt at the same time that it has been a calling to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it has even been a privilege uh, to, uh, to defend Mm-hmm. These important freedoms, freedom of speech and freedom of faith. And also, it has been amazing and it has been wonderful <laughs> to see how God has opened 
so many opportunities uh, to testify about gospel and Jesus yes. in, in public, uh, in, in front of the police and in, in court and yes. uh, in, in media. Uh, and, and there have been many people who, who have told that they have found Christ uh, when they have followed my case. Wow. So I, I think that God has used this process and I have had all the time very strong and very deep feeling that this has been uh, uh, God calling to me yes. to go through this process. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thankful, I'm grateful <laughs> at, at the moment and I, I trust that this all process is in God's hand. Yes. There is some purpose for this. And I just pray that uh, God would use this also in future. Yes. Well, the word of God does not return void. It is going to do yes. what God wants it to accomplish. And you tweeted the word of God. And some people, of course, they didn't like it, but the word of God can plant a seed. And I believe that through this story, I mean, it reminds me so much of the story of Joseph, Joseph being sold into slavery, being betrayed, and then God used him, of course, to protect his people. And what Satan means for evil god means for good and nothing can stop his plan of redemption so god uses yes. like even hopeless and scary situations to advance his kingdom and you're right i see that so much through this and god does so much through our simple acts of obedience it's really not about us and it's really not about our own courage it's really about his faithfulness and him using our obedience to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. So I know that you're not taking credit for this, but I do just want to say thank you um, for being obedient. I know that you're relying on the Holy Spirit for that, but you're an example to me all the way here in the United States. You're an example for every Christian who is listening to this. We face similar situations here in the U.S., Unfortunately, we do. Um, and so yours is a good example that, you know what? Every Christian is called to count the cost. And we're all called to take up our cross and follow Christ. And that's not always easy and convenient. So just I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you. Last sponsor for the day is NetSuite by Oracle. So this is specifically for the business owners out there. If you are a business owner, then you need to know these three numbers, 37,025, 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It is the number one cloud financial system that streamlines accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close your books in days rather than weeks, and drive down costs. One, because as you know, your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. You manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, 
You can download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash alley. That's netsuite.com slash alley, netsuite.com slash alley. Kristen, I want to hear from you about um, just the legal battle. What has it been like? Can you explain to us what the conclusion is as of right now? Sure. Well, as Pivey described, it has been an ordealing battle for her, not just going through police investigations, but um, being in, in the police station and having questions about her theology, then moving into the courtroom and having to defend herself on multiple occasions. She started out in the Helsinki District Court. So if we think about it in terms of the American system, think about the trial court system. So you start out in the trial court system and she was vindicated on all counts, all three charges there. The prosecutor should have walked away at that point, but instead the prosecutor general decided to appeal Pivey's case. And that's where the Finnish system departs from the US system. In the United States, if you are acquitted from a crime, that can't be appealed. But in Finland, if you're acquitted from a crime, it can be appealed. And so Pivey again had to go through the ordeal and had an appeal that went to the Court of Appeals there. And again, she was acquitted on all charges completely. Um, And then once again, the prosecutor general should have walked away, but decided again to ask Finland's Supreme Court to hear her case. And that's where her case is at right now. She's been vindicated by every judge that has considered her case, but it sits at the Finnish Supreme Court right now, and we're waiting to hear whether they will hear the case. The, those who um, watch the court system, including our attorneys, um, suspect that they may grant the appeal, um, and we're hopeful that she'll be vindicated again. But again, it's, it's a long ordeal, and the process becomes the punishment. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing is that even if she is victorious after all of this, I mean, we've seen similar situations like with Jack Phillips here in the United States. I mean, it takes up years of their life and resources and energy and safety and security and and all of these things that and I I think that seems to be kind of the point, right? Like the punishment. You said the process is the punishment and the punishment is the point, don't you think? I think it's a part of it, but I I think as I was listening to Pivey tell her story, a few points that I think would be helpful to make in terms of the law is that it it is more than just the punishment being the process. It's that the laws are changing. Mm -hmm. At Alliance Defending Freedom, we're most known for our court cases at the Supreme Court like Jack Phillips, but we're working around the world and we are seeing a rising tide of global censorship. We have cases across Europe. We have cases in Latin America, in Asia, in Africa, all involving these types of laws. And yes, we have the First Amendment, but I just would encourage Americans in particular to recognize that every Western country has these types of hate speech laws right now, except the United States. We're the last nation that doesn't have it. And at the same time, These other nations have constitutional and legal protections in place, some of which have even stronger language than our First Amendment. And so we are seeing these hate speech laws come in through the back door in the United States, and we're litigating cases right now about them. And as you mentioned, Jack, Jack Phillips, is he's on his third case right now. He still has a case that's going on, even though we won in 303 Creative, a recent Supreme Court case on behalf of a website designer. 
So our rights are only as good as when we stand up and, and insist that they be protected. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, we've seen that in so many instances, especially over the last few years. What I find in the conversation about free speech and hate speech is that some people are unable, and it's not just when it comes to the issue of so-called hate speech, which is very arbitrarily defined, but people are unable to separate some people what the law should be from what they personally think. And so they believe that something being legal or advocating for something being legal means that you are endorsing that thing. So, of course, we are against, I'm against truly hateful speech. I don't like it, won't say it, won't support someone, you know, the the words that someone says, but I can understand why it's important that someone has the right to say things that I may personally find offensive or I may vehemently disagree with. And I just have seen this um, increase in an inability or unwillingness to kind of separate those two things, to understand that something has to be a protected right Even if I don't agree with what someone is saying or someone is creating or someone is believing or who someone is worshiping, I can disagree all day long and I can still believe that that thing should be legal. I'm not saying that is true in every single case. Obviously, there are limits to that. But when it comes to free speech, certainly. Absolutely. I mean, in American law and in what we've seen throughout um, history, the best free speech laws are those that do insist that if there's an imminent um, coercion or imminent suggestion of, of violence, then in that moment, um, there may be some limitations on speech. But that's not what's happening around the United States or around the world right now. And I think the question that has to be asked is who should be limiting speech? What's the best way to counter bad ideas? Social science and history tells us that it's not by giving the power to the government to censor ideas. It's about ensuring that we can all enter the marketplace and and search for truth. So if we're talking about global censorship and, and the impact of censorship, and we allow states to make those decisions, what we're doing is blurring the line between democracy and dictatorship. And we're also inhibiting the search for truth and the way to get to the right answers. We know that the best way is, again, to engage in robust debate and then to see social progress come out of that. Right, right. Uh, Ms. Resinen, do you have any um, final words of encouragement uh, for Christians in general, but particularly Christians um, who, like you, have a public platform um, where they have the responsibility to speak the truth, to share the things they believe in. But just like you have here in the United States, um, it can be kind of scary to do so sometimes. So what words of courage would you give fellow Christians around the world? Yes, thank you. I, I, I think that we are now living in that kind of time that it is very important to encourage each other <laughs> as, as Christians and pray for each other. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for uh, messages from, uh, from, from thousands and thousands of people who tell that they are praying for, for me and for Finland and, and for this case. And I, I think that um, we, we, what is needed now is especially the young Christians, they need a lot of encouragement and mm-hmm. prayers 
because we are now living in that kind of time when uh, when the cancel culture is uh, so topical and uh, and uh, I I also want to uh, encourage that now it is time to speak because the more uh, we are silent about these con controversial issues about uh, about the time for example uh, the uh, uh, sexuality and marriage and and uh, uh, respect for life uh, uh, the narrower becomes the space uh, to speak and and for these freedoms so it is important to use these freedoms so i i think that for example in finland uh, the biggest problem for the freedom of speak is the self censorship and that's why it is it is important that we we uh, we christians that we use these freedoms that we speak about what bible teaches and and we 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 tell the good message of of about jesus <laughs> Uh, yes. as as he has commanded us and then also i i want to encourage that what what jesus has promised in bible about difficult times and even persecutions uh, he uh, we we can trust in him uh, he 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 uh, uh, he is trustful that what he has promised he also uh, he 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 does it and i i have felt very concretely that uh, i i have got uh, peace and i have i i, I have also got uh, uh, word when when needed in in court and in in front of the police Yes. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. And I know that my audience will be um, praying for you and I will continue to as well. And I'm just so thankful to God for his faithfulness and his commitment to advancing his kingdom through his people. And so I appreciate the role that you play in that. And thank you, Kristen. And gosh, I am continually thankful for ADF and what ADF does for people around the world. I also believe that God is using ADF in incredible ways, and I am the biggest fan. So um, thank you both so much for your courage. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Just a reminder, we've got a super exciting guest on Tuesday, and that is Candace Cameron Bray. And we've already recorded the conversation, and it was amazing. Amazing. It was over an hour long, and every single second, I thought, because she's such an amazing just person and guest, had something in it that you're going to want to take away. It's so encouraging and she's just as sweet and genuine as you imagine that she is. She is just the real deal. So she is in studio. She will be here on Tuesday. Make sure you tune in for that. You can listen or of course you can watch on YouTube. And then just one final thing. Look y'all. Y'all, my sweatshirt. 
It's in. Self-love won't save you, but Jesus will. And so just in time for Valentine's Day, how cute, AllieMerch.com. Go to AllieMerch.com. You can get this. We've also got t-shirts and yep right up there on the screen and tote bags and stickers all with the same design. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We will be back here on Monday. 